Go, let's go. Welcome to the best podcast about the Phoenix Suns and the whole earth. This is your host, Carlos Roman, alongside Ryan Sirk. I know it's been so long, many years, but we are back, Ryan. And after a long ride with the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. I know it's been a really long time. We, we had it going consistently, and I'm glad that we're back. So we're going to be consistently like the Phoenix Suns right now. And I promise you guys, this is going to be just a conversation between two fans that love the Suns like you. And let's start Let's start right over, man. And, and, and I know it's been so long, especially since the Suns went back to the playoffs. I think it was like 10, 11 years, which is a long time. How you feel about this experience and, and how it became for us? I mean, this experience was something like I've never really had because obviously 1993 was the last time the Suns were in the finals. I wasn't alive yet. Um, wow, where he was? What? <laughs> Do you know where he was before that? <laughs> I, I don't want to know because <laughs> I know where I was. All right. Um, anyway, so I also didn't really get to experience a real playoff run because last time the Suns made a playoff run, I was 10 years old. It wasn't the same as it is now because I feel like I know everything there is to know about the Suns since mm -hmm. I've been covering them for so long. And then it was just really something special. Everything seemed to be falling in place for us to win the NBA championship, but it wasn't to be. So, Just a quick reminder to everyone, uh, you can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Apple, or Spotify, anything you want, especially... Follow House of Phoenix Suns underscore on Instagram. I know it kind of sucks to have a deleted account by Instagram, but it's all right. We'll be better, and you got better ideas, and already got the experience. So, man, I, I, I don't know how you live all this uh, first round beating the Lakers 4-2. I don't care if AD got injured. Then we got Denver with Jamal Murray out. Then last, last thing before going to the finals, we... Face the the Clippers um, without Kawhi, and then the finals against Giannis. Do you feel bad about the Suns getting into the finals, playing against teams that were missing their best player? I mean, people are always trying to discredit champions. That's just what people do. Every single sport. Yeah, exactly. Like, for example, Giannis is getting discredited for dropping 50 points in the NBA Finals because he couldn't shoot three-pointers, but yet... He mm -hmm. dropped 50 points. It doesn't matter how you get 50 points. You're dropping 50 points. I don't care. Yeah, he dominate. He dominate. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. But um, I don't really feel bad at all. We were healthy. Our best player was also very old. Chris Paul got COVID during the playoffs, and we were still able mm -hmm. to make it to the NBA Finals. So I don't think that we should be discredited in any way for us making the NBA Finals. It's a, it's a shout-out to our training staff. And to a little mm -hmm. bit of luck. I'm going to be honest. We got a bit lucky that those guys were injured and that our team wasn't. So, Yeah, the preparation the preparation of the team was amazing. I think that those were a factor for how was the season. People keep forgetting we were one game away to be the best record in the whole league. And um, in, a, in a season that it was the most, one of the most complicated to play 
ever. Uh, you got you got COVID going on. You got too many injuries, and and a lot of people complain about it because they try to rush rush everything. Because we can't forget about the bubble season, which it happened, and then two months later, everything goes back to normal. Technically, with the NBA going to play without fans, but they start playing. That was the first complaint with the previously champs, the Lakers, when they got no rest or at least a minimum. And I can't agree. I mean, you you got you need some rest and preparation for this season, but. I think Phoenix did everything well, and it can tell you they went to the finals. We lost, and I think it's just bad luck about we've been three times in the finals. Those three times have been to really good teams, but you can't complain. I mean, you're playing the finals, but I think for me it was like I start crying on the, after the first round, and a lot of friends were like joke making jokes and everything. I'm like, man, I'm only 30, but I have experienced so much pain in all these years with the Suns losing in rounds that we supposed to win and, and injuries and suspensions and 10 years without um, playoff and then getting back and having that bittersweet flavor on your mind and, and seeing that we can't do it. It was amazing, especially with guys that we love like McCall Bridges Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and especially a big shout-out to, like you mentioned, Chris Paul and also Jay Crowder. They step up. But I think overall it was amazing, and I don't know what is your takes about what's going on with, with the team right now and, and what could happen. It, and, and you mentioned pain because uh, not, I'm not talking about Cameron pain, but he was amazing. But anyway, for, for emotional pain, it was something – that I know I have never experienced, and I hope I never have to experience it again, losing, like my favorite team losing in the NBA Finals while witnessing it. And especially since we were up 2 nothing, I thought for sure this is our best chance and like ever for us to win an NBA Finals. We're really going to win it this year. We're up 2 nothing. We just need to win one game in Milwaukee, and it's over. And then we lost four in a row, which had never happened all season. So I, I shed a couple of tears. I'm not gonna lie. After that, so why do you think six. happened? Uh, why do you think was was the factor over here? Like, what happened to the team that they fall out? I, I don't know. Like, that's what's tough. It just seemed because the first two games, it seemed whatever the Milwaukee Bucks did, Monty Williams had an answer, but the last four games, whatever they were doing, we just couldn't. I think couldn't it was stop. three things. I think it was three things. First, lack of experience. Second, Chris Paul's health. I think he played well all season, but at the end, he was broke. Yeah, I mean, Devin Booker dropped 40 points twice. (laughs) Exactly. And then the third third point I, I need to give is after game three, I think we see Booker and Paul, like, not selfish, but at some point, yeah. Like, trying to make all the plays. Like, all we saw in the whole playoffs about sharing the ball and making shots and playing like a team was gone. Yeah. And we we went we went from a very good ball movement team to not sharing the ball. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. And that's that was our identity is that everyone can score the ball and everyone can pass the ball. 
and that's what got us to the finals. It, regardless of who got injured, who wasn't playing well, it always seemed like somebody stepped up. For example, Mikel Bridges dropped 27 points when we needed him to drop 27 points, and we won that game. But then when Chris Paul wasn't playing well in those last four games that we lost, nobody seemed to step up. I mean, Devin Booker scored 40. It's, we, what, look, what it looked like to me was that we were the sons of old, like the 2018 sons, in that Devin Booker had Correct. to do absolutely everything. Yeah, and, and and I don't understand. Like, there's things like DeAndre Ayton was having one of the most remarkable playoff in history, and I I'm not exaggerating. Like his field goal percentage was way too high. He was like guarding and being solid on the paint the whole first three series, and then in the finals he didn't he didn't get the ball. And then you see like the team was getting admire and, and given that fact of we share the ball and how can you beat a team when the scores put some double digits every night yeah and I, that's I went and that's when we went down like they the Milwaukee Bucks they lucked in and and that's done yeah and I mean fair play to the Milwaukee Bucks they they had the best player on the court pretty much every game so he only 26 exactly and that's kind of scary he's two years older than than Devin Booker yeah so to to end this segment <laughs> of a recap yes. of last season I think I wanted to to point out that this was probably the best chance I know this might be a bit pessimistic Carlos but I think this no, was we're realistic we're realistic I this mean, was it's the cool best being fan, chance, but we got to be realistic the best chance that Chris Paul's going to win a ring. That's his best chance. And it's the best chance that the Suns are going to win a ring for another at least five years because the West is getting better and better every year is what it seems. I mean, Russell Westbrook's coming to the Lakers now. Don't know how that's going to work out, but that's not my problem. Hopefully it doesn't work out well. But, yeah. Don't forget the guy we didn't draft. Yeah, that too. Luka Doncic. That too. And that's you another reason why I wanted us to see how doing in the Olympics right now? Yeah, he's See been, how he's doing he's right been going now in the crazy. Olympics. He's going crazy. He had no help, so he he was like Devin Booker was a couple years ago. But uh, changing topics, it's good to ask how about the future of the Suns right now because we all get excited about going to the finals, and I can agree with you. This is possibly our last chance in many years to go back to the finals again and and seeing like teams like the Warriors can get better. Clippers can get better. Uh, you, you already say a Lakers got Westbrook. I'm not even afraid of it. Um, but it's like I tell everyone, you got to play for the tournament. It doesn't matter how good is the West and the team you're facing. You got to play for the tournament. And don't care who you're facing of. Like, this is all about matchup. And I think for our team, it's going to give us a lot of confidence for next chapter. And you you got to see players like Cam Johnson. He show up when we need him and, and then... He was gone. Yeah. Like, he was gone. But I think he's the player that we need to follow for the next couple season and, and what you see on the Suns in the future. And I, I can agree on that. I think the hardest part now for the Suns and James Jones is going to be paying all those guys. Yeah. Rumor has it Mikel Bridges should deserve a max contract or near max, which I think he's he's a near max player. DeAndre Ayton's going to want a max contract. We already have Devin Booker on a max contract. Chris Paul wants a three-year, $90 million deal. So no, thank you. <laughs> that's a lot of money being shelled out to these guys. I just 
I hope everyone wants to stay. I, Cameron Payne is a free agent. He's going to want some money. I, yeah. So it's, that's going to be the hardest part. Now that we have the experience, it's about getting all those guys back that were a part of that roster that know what it takes now to win an NBA championship. Hey, uh, when was the when was your interview with um, the Suns? Uh, I forgot, Allen, the Suns legend. I forgot uh, Alvin Adams. Now. Alvin Adams. I, I was thinking about other things. I remember in that interview, he told you it was it was gonna be hard to keep all the guys. Yes, and not because not because they don't want to. It's because we can't forget this is a salary cap league. And also, this these players are still young, and they can get money anywhere else, in any other franchise that want to get the money they want. So, I think now we have a complicated situation, paying all these guys, especially Chris Paul, because we can't. I mean, I'm not gonna go against of what he did and. Everything, but at least I remember his last press conference. He said he 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 will go for one more. Yeah, and and I don't, I don't know what does that mean. He's gonna play one more year, or he's gonna settle in. And I think the best, I think the best move the Suns can make is sign Chris Paul, but for way less money, and try to get a point guard to build for the future. And, and which I'm not gonna be against of using Cameron Payne. Yeah, me neither. The thing is, the the hard part with that, as you mentioned, is what, if you're Chris Paul and you don't have very many years left, do you take those years here in Phoenix for less money? Or do you go to, for example, the New York Knicks who have a ton of money and that can pay you, but you're not going to have another real shot at an NBA championship? And that- I will not be surprised if he, if he gets money in other franchises, but well, he did this year with the Suns, I think it's he's not gonna forget it. Like he got young people around him. Yeah. He know he knows he need to be quicker, faster for the type of players he got around because that was something that was making us struggle. Like the team was running at a hundred miles per hour, but then he goes on court, he dominated and have a good ball movement, but he he takes some pace and that affects really really bad for for us especially that's why camp campaign have such a good playoff run making this team way more quicker and efficient when he was coming from the bench yeah i mean what chris paul needs to do is just have a lot more state farm commercials so that he doesn't need a lot of money wow. from the suns and then <laughs> well, he already got paid like 40 million this year yeah I, i mean of course you're always going to want as much money as you can i don't care if i'm making a million dollars off this podcast if someone says hey i'll give you 10 million dollars if you if you, you will get it do this i'm going to take the 10 million dollars and yeah and then and you got this rumors about the new orleans pelicans they trying to um they trying to sign him and like you mentioned teams like the knicks maybe the the, the lakers will try to get him but what do you think is gonna happen Like, what do you think realistically what's going to happen with, with Chris Paul? So I think Chris Paul is going to come back. for. I, I think I think he'll sign a two- or three-year deal in Phoenix, and then he'll retire after that. But I don't know who is going to get Cameron Payne. I think he wants to come back to the Suns. 
but I also think that he deserves a lot of money, and I don't know if mm-hmm. we can pay him what he wants because of his performance this season. He deserves to get a lot of money. It's just yeah. about who's willing to pay that. I saw I saw a rumor that Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. is going to get a four-year, $86 million deal from the Bulls. That's a rumor. I don't know if it's true or whatnot, but that's I still don't know how it works in the NBA with the uh, restricted free agents because I understand unrestricted is that you can sign with anyone. Yeah. Uh, I think more restricted is any team can't offer something, but you have the power to match that offer and make him stay. Yeah, and the thing with that is that, for example, Mikel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, when they, I think it has to be from the team that you're drafted, you have Mm -hmm. that option of extending the qualifying offer or whatnot, and then you can match anything. But I'm not 100% sure about that because I think with Cameron Payne, I don't think we have the luxury of being able to match any offer like that. Well, especially with the owner we got with Robert Sarver, he is very rare to see him using the luxury tax. He did tax, say he but, did say to give him credit that he is fine going into luxury tax because he believes that we can win a championship next year or in a couple of years. That's what he said. I don't care when it comes. As least is at least if come, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like Giannis, like, at least we won. I don't care if it won or 10 or... It's just, like, kind of frustrating because in some part of the playoff, I was watching the games and I look at Phoenix like, if we keep this same rhythm, we look like we we can't be that new dynasty team because we got a lot of good pieces. And you told me about that. You told me about that. Yeah, but then they lost. So, it's part of it. I mean, well-deserved for the Milwaukee Bucks. They've been pushing for that championship for so many years, way more than us. And we can't be selfish saying, oh, we didn't win it because of this and that. It's our first time in the playoff in the past 11 years. Yeah. We did amazing. And it it would have been crazy if our first time after 11 years we come in and we win the the championship. Obviously, everyone wanted that, and it would have been great—a nice fairy tale Cinderella story. Oh man, I I order I ordered the NBA Finals hat. I st- still haven't come yet. I asked for a refund because I was like, well, we lost, or I don't care. But I don't know what's gonna happen. I still don't have my refund, and I still don't have the hat. So, <laughs> so let's see. So you lost like see, three let, times. Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting since. Well, I order it once we beat the Clippers. So think about that. It's been like three weeks. Jeez. So, yeah, crazy. So what's the um, – before we, we go into our first cut over here on the podcast, uh, don't forget to follow the House of Phoenix Suns underscore on Instagram and also listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, whatever you want to listen to it. So Chris Paul trying to find a new home or staying in Phoenix. You, you just said you think he's staying, but – Talking more about the future, what's the next move for us? All right, so to end this episode, I want you to tell me what what move you think will happen for the Suns in free agency, something bold, whether it's somebody leaving or somebody staying, and then think, I'll tell you. Okay, I think the plan is already made, and they're just waiting on Chris Paul because he got a lot of money to take. So if we want to keep building a championship team, he got to reduce his salary. 
But at the same time, he know how much he's worth. So I think his contract is going to depend in our next season. So that's all I need to say. And and I, I think I think you're 100% right. If Chris Paul comes back, everyone will come back. Whoever's a free agent, everyone will find a way. And we'll, we will be able to get some, some good veterans. Uh, uh, hopefully a big man veteran that can back up DeAndre Ayton because that was one of the biggest things we were missing in the finals, especially without Dario Saric because we had Frank Kaminsky out there. No, nothing against him, but he is not somebody you want playing in the NBA Finals. It doesn't matter no, Especially the situation. He, he didn't have that many minutes during the season, so why, why playing him on the Finals? Yeah, so my prediction is that Chris Paul does come back, but it's not at a reduced salary, and Cameron Payne leaves. Hmm. Well, I, still positive news. It's, it's part of it's, it's part of the NBA. That's what makes the league. Yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong, but it's a it's a carousel. Everyone's going looking for money. There's going to be someone that offers them money, and if Chris Paul doesn't want to take less money, then we're not going to compete like the way we did last season. Exactly. But that sounds good. But we're going to our first break. But hold up, we're coming with more. Who's coming next? That's the part of the conversation for our next part on the episode. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Ryan from House of Phoenix Suns. As many of you guys know, my original account got deleted, but I'm back with House of Phoenix Suns underscore on Instagram. If you want to listen to more of the podcast, visit houseofphoenixsuns.com. Or if you want to read articles that I write about any of the Suns news, you can check that out too. Make sure to stay tuned to the second part of the episode. All right, and we are back with the second part of the show. We we we've been pretty quick talking about not all sadness. We try to be positive, talking about a recap of what happened with the Phoenix Suns and the uh, NBA playoff and the NBA Finals. Also, what's going to happen with the future of our franchise and the team that have done pretty good, pretty good in this whole year. And don't forget, this is your host Carlos. Roman and also alongside the owner of House of Phoenix Suns underscore Ryan Serk and Ryan and we talk about in the first part about Chris Ball and how the training staff did with the team also you got Cameron Payne coming back or not Chris Ball so now the question is who is next or what's next for the Phoenix Suns uh, I said a little bit about it in the first part of the episode but I think a big man is the biggest necessity for us right now. It's a backup to DeAndre Ayton, and I think that could be someone like Nerlens Noel, maybe. I think he's a free agent. He's looking like a good he candidate. He played really well with the Knicks. Yes, and I think he would be a great backup big because he, he kind of plays like DeAndre Ayton, so it wouldn't. he's a great defender, and we could really just use somebody that we could run with the pick and roll off the bench because Dario Saric wasn't that athletic. Frank Kaminsky's not that athletic. Maybe we give Jalen Smith a bit of an opportunity. That's what James Jones was saying, that he's going to get some more minutes. But I think right now the biggest thing, the biggest hole in the Phoenix Suns roster is a backup center. Yeah, and and also you you already you already saw that uh, Jabon Carter uh, was traded with the first round pick of this year's draft for Landry Shamet from the Brooklyn Nets, which I think is a great and exceptional sign. Is like 
I know we're a fan, and every player that comes to the franchise, we're going to say is good. But if you think about this year draft, got pretty good players, but I don't think they have what we need. And also we trade for one guy that barely played and was almost the last player in the whole bench. I think he got a good attitude. He is a people person guy. He he brings energy like Kelly Oubre did in his time in Phoenix. But we're trying to win. And I think Landry Schmidt will do a couple things that we need, like coming from the bench and be the point guard. He's mostly a shooter, like shooting guard. I think Devin Booker can. We're still looking for that guy because Galloway is there. He's one more was there. But not necessarily was those guys that you want to come back um, and see when Booker is on the bench. But I think I, I can agree with that we need a big man in our team because Crowder, Crowder wasn't enough, especially playing with Milwaukee, seeing Giannis doing everything and getting annoyed because everything was foul. Yeah. Now that I'm, that I'm relaxed, I can think. I can say Giannis is too dominant. And the only way to stop him was following him. Yeah. But the part that we were not expecting was his free throw percentage went up. Uh, yeah, especially game six, shooting 16 for 17 from the free throw line. That was just that must be demoralizing for the Suns. I mean, you're told you're you're sorry you're told that if something like that, like Giannis is going to the basket, foul him, send to the free throw line. So you do that. And what happens? He ends up making pretty much all of his shots from the free throw line. And there's just, if he's making his free throws, there's really no way to stop him. Yeah, and, and also a reminder for the people, tomorrow, not not tomorrow, August 2nd, it's the day, well, yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow is, uh, I don't know when we're going to post this podcast, but I'm just saying August 2nd is when all the teams can actually start talking and signing the free agents which for me is ridiculous because if I'm trying to negotiate something with you, I would do it with time. But legally, starts tomorrow, and that's why we're going to start seeing more Chris Paul news and, and who will come. And, and talking about who's coming next, Ryan, do you see more us making another trade or actually signing another body? I That's a good question. I think the only guys that are eligible to be traded are the bench players like you mentioned each one more in gallery but i also think that those guys are free agents so mm -hmm. the only real trade that i could see happening would be cam johnson would be cam johnson maybe jay crowder for someone actually like an all-star caliber player that's the only trade that i would see the suns doing is a trade for an all-star caliber caliber player because if not like we're ruining our depth we're ruining the chemistry we already built and everything because i know that the guys on the roster right now love to play in phoenix they are so happy with the team everything that's going on so if we bring in somebody new like landry sham is going to adjust well i think he seems like a, the kind of guy that that will fit well into the system and into the mm -hmm. camaraderie it's another team. shooter yeah so james jones he likes shooters exactly so I think if we trade any of the core pieces, in my opinion, the core pieces was anyone who played in the NBA Finals. If we trade any of those guys, it's there's a risk that we don't we, we don't have the same chemistry as we did before. 
But you, know, you already see it. Like our assistant Willie Green went to the Pelicans, so the team is already making making move. And also with this trade and what we need to do, signing all these guys. And of course, there's a good mood in Phoenix. We're finally winning, and and it's always good and positive when when you winning games, especially when you get more than 50 wins during the season and then reaching the finals. Whatever it happens in the end, it's just an extra. But we did an amazing season, probably one of the best seasons that the franchise had. But I think the priority now is trying to bring a big man and and not trying to rush the the fact that we got this players. And we need to win now because I believe Cam Johnson could potentially be a good all-star in the league. That probably sounds like crazy, but how he did in the playoff is just telling you I need more playing time. Yeah, he was fantastic, and he was amazing. Every time we need someone to come up with a rally, he was there. Yeah, shooting threes, guarding, and also in going to the paint. People will, What else do you need? People will say that Cameron Payne was our best bench player, but I actually think it was Cam Johnson, just in terms of what he brought as a package defensively. I still think Cameron Payne was the best bench you player. You do. I, I'm going to go Yeah, because he, he changed Johnson. the tempo. He he changed the whole tempo of the game. You see, when he gets in, like, I remember my friends, all haters, but they used to hate Cameron Payne, like, way before. And I was like, man... I know it's lucky if you do it one series, but when you're doing it the whole playoff, that's extra. And he was scoring from three. He's not afraid of going to the paint. And it's hard to keep a big, solid core like we got right now. And like I mentioned in the first part of the episode, the key now for who's coming next will depend on Chris Paul's contract. Yeah. That's it, because we know we need to sign back uh, DeAndre and McCall. Hopefully campaign, but Chris Paul is the factor here. So what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. I think Chris Paul is going to stay back. But I've been looking for names like Montres Harrell. I know he got traded for Washington. Uh, off record, you mentioned that he probably get <laughs> released by the Wizards, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean he still got a play. He still got a player option. Yeah, he still got a player option that he can reject, like Chris Paul did. That's true. That's what he did. Because That's I mean, he did. so I hope this has nothing to do with the Suns or anything. But I want Bradley Beal to leave as well because he's been stuck there forever. I I hope he stays in the East, but I hope he goes somewhere else. So if Bradley Beal leaves, there's nothing left on the Wizards. So Montrezl Harrell would probably want to ring chase and why not ring chase in phoenix i think one of the positions that the sixers have been missing is a great solid shooting guard and i think now all these rumors about ben simmons moving out and trading him that potentially could be the player they need i and saw that would make a push and that could make a push to say both teams are going to be better because i still think ben simmons is a very high talented player that needs to be more relaxed. He got so much pressure, but that's how stars are built by pressure. Yeah. And but, I mean, I I saw that the Sixers rejected uh well not rejected, but they wanted four first round picks and three first round pick swaps for Ben Simmons. They want a lot. Yeah, and they want a lot cuz they they know they know he have a lot of potential. 
He's only 24 years the old. The problem is, is he's tall, athletic. He can shoot, but he can do a lot of stuff. You can't. So he, 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 you can't put that high of a price tag on somebody who just crumbled in the playoffs. I agree. He's just lacking confidence. That's it. Yeah. He need to go somewhere that trust him and give him the pieces to be the role guy, like the main guy. Because I think the Sixers, the main guy is Embiid. Of course. Of course. So, talking, going back to the Suns, there's names like I don't think they're coming, but Andre Drummond is a free agent. I think he didn't play good with the Lakers, but could be potentially someone that you can bring from the bench to try to help um, DeAndre. But we can't forget about what you mentioned before, Jalen Smith. He was a first-round pick. Lottery pick. He got he yeah he was a lottery pick. He got he got injuries during the season. He got COVID during the season. So a lot of on and off. He didn't he didn't actually have time to build something good. And that's normal for rookies. It's hard to see someone that gets into the first year and do what Lamelo did or Anthony Edwards did. So we still got time. I will love to see Jalen Smith being the piece we. We're missing, which that means more money to for investing in other pieces. Yeah, and I mean, I hope James Jones will figure it out, and I'm sure he will because money is something everybody wants, and especially guys that deserve it. They nobody wants to take a pay cut when they've worked their entire life to become multimillionaires. And Chris Paul, yeah. who's at the end of his career believes that he has no other chances his last chance to get money a big money I don't contract. think he's gonna yeah actually I don't think he's gonna steal playing at 40 like being the starting lineup no. with 40 years old I don't think so I think he's still got one or two more years and the thing is if, if you you're giving him the three-year 90 million dollar that he wants that means you're paying 30 million dollars for someone to come off the bench Yep. And do you want and, do and you want to do that? And, and, and that's another question I have for you. So let's say Chris Paul come back. But we got to campaign. We we get yeah, me too. He did pretty well. I love Chris Paul. I don't have anything against it. But let's say Cameron Payne is gone. Who we should bring? I know Shamant got traded and and is now probably our backup, but there's I'm not saying that, plenty. That's a but... tough. That's a tough, tough one. I mean, I mentioned it in the first part of the episode, but I would love to get Lonzo Ball. Obviously, if the rumors I said about him going to the Bulls with that big of a contract, we wouldn't be able to afford him. But I don't know who else we could bring as a backup point guard. I've that's been thinking. Young, that I've been learn. thinking another. I've been thinking another trait because. If you can see like the Orlando Magic, they draft that, Jalen Suggs. That's true. Markel Fultz. They are they got Markel Fultz. He got injured again, but they still got Cole Anthony too. Yes. And so RJ Hampton. At least we can pick someone. That, that, at least we can trade it and trade him for another future first round pick or a second round pick. Why not? Yeah, they have a lot of young point guards that need to learn under someone like Chris Paul. I think it would benefit those players a lot. I just don't know what we can give the magic for them to accept that. I mean, they 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 fall in that position, so 
thinking about Cole Anthony stealing a rookie contract will be a big benefit for us. What we should have done. He's going to be the next thing because they got R.J. Hampton too. Yeah. What we should have done. They got like four, four or five point guards right now. We should have just drafted Halliburton <laughs> when we had the chance. I know, I know. Instead of Jalen Smith, but still angry about that. But it's just like draft night is always the same thing. Yes. Like you don't know, you don't know what's gonna happen. But heading into draft night, I wanted Halliburton, and when he fell right into our hands, I didn't understand why we didn't pick him. No, me neither. And he's doing pretty well in in the Kings, and I think eventually they will trade the Aaron Fox. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I think it's gonna happen eventually. So Fox, they haven't Phoenix. won anything without with him. So why not without him? Yeah, that's true. So trying to trying to continue this podcast and talking who is next. What we talk about was a recap, kind of recap for what the Suns did in this whole year and then the future of the Suns and also who come next. I think it's the question that all the Suns have been making after all this uh, Cinderella story. We also get another guy becomes a legend in Sausage 4, um, which is crazy for what he did on the Denver uh, series over there fighting. But I don't celebrate those things. That's a bad image. But talking about who's coming next, I think we should, too, appreciate what Monty Williams did. Almost coach of the year this season. Should have been coach of the year. Should have been. And then Chris Paul had an amazing season. And, and Devin Booker, man, like we are not surprised of what he's capable to do, and and I see the rest of the league talking about he's becoming the next Kobe Bryant, which is for me crazy. I understand he he told him to be a legendary, but why not let him do and be Devin Booker? Yeah, that's all we need. We exactly. don't need him to try to chase Kobe Bryant because he's never gonna be. Just try to be Devin Booker, create your own, and and make make a statement. Yeah, I, I don't get that. But so to end this first episode in over a year, which I'm so glad we're back. I've been wanting to do it for so I long. I think almost two. What? I think almost two. Wow. That that's probably yeah, true cause, as well. Because we didn't we didn't we didn't do any in the twenty twenty and now twenty twenty one. I mean it's the same yeah. season, but it's it's twenty twenty one and we're heading up for the twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two season. Yeah, that's true. It's been so long. So to end this, so point point that point that Ryan twenty one is the lucky number. For yeah, now. and I'm I'm still twenty one, so I'll keep that in mind. Oh wow, you, hey, I'm turning thirty one in a month. So that this that's kind of crazy for people that don't know each other, like don't know us. I have ten years older than you, and you sound more man than me. <laughs> Sounds like you got thirty one, and I have twenty one. I I've been working just, on my just go ahead my voice anyway. To end this anniversary episode, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> this great episode anyway. that I've missed so, so much, I wanted to ask you what has been your favorite memory from these past two years that we haven't been able to talk about? Wow. I think, first of all, going to the finals, I think that was great. That, that was like, I can't expect anything better than that. Yeah, like none of us was expecting that. I told him, uh, I said in one podcast that the Suns minimum was going to the conference finals. Yeah. They all were like, "Oh, you stupid, you crazy!" But man, I've been following this team for so long. I know what they're capable uh-huh. of. But going to the final was an extra. God was an extra. But 
in this past year, year, I think I think beating the Lakers was one of the sweetest things. Oh, definitely. I experienced because I don't care about if AD got hurt and everything. We beat the Lakers badly, and that's one. That's probably one of my favorites, favorite moments in this whole two years, especially seeing a team that have been changed a lot, especially in their culture. You know, playing home and playing with the ballet jerseys and the court, and people go crazy about it. That's that's one of my best. What about you? Uh, I I actually have two I wanted to talk about. So, hmm. going eight zero in the bubble was something. I never thought we Special. would we would be able to do. Yeah, it was something amazing. I know we didn't. You make see, it to we the haven't recorded in a long time. We didn't even have an episode before that. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was great to have that run. It was disappointing not to be able to play in the playoffs, but that was our first real taste of playoff basketball, and we brought back pretty much that whole team plus Chris Paul, and look what we were able to do. My most recent memory that I love so much was DeAndre Ayton's game winner against the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, wow. I was running around the house. I twisted my my bad ankle, and I was just jumping around, celebrating. It was something crazy. I remember I was like, should I post this on Instagram? Like, did it go in? I don't know. Did they count it? And it took me like five minutes to realize, wow, it actually counted. And I was so happy. That was the turning point in the series, I think. Yeah, and 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 at least this year, after a ten, after a decade with a lot of misery, we got so many good memories that we can't even remember at the moment. Because if you tell me, oh, what's your favorite? That's that was one. I mean, Devin Booker scoring forty points, that was good. I yeah, mean, that was that was amazing too. But I was thinking over here, and before we go, I will let this question going on. If you want to answer. Just answer it, but I want to close this episode with this question. If the Cavaliers release Ricky Rubio, should the Suns go after him? Do you want me to answer or not? Well, if you want to know, if you, I'm just going to keep it that. And if you want to listen more episodes from House of Innocent Podcast, don't forget to look at us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, I think, Google Podcasts, anything you want. Also, follow the page House of Phoenix Suns underscore on Instagram. So, thank you, Ryan, for this episode and for the most amazing shows that are upcoming in the future days. And I'll see you later, man. Yep, I can't wait. I'm happy to be back. All right. So, stay tuned. Follow the page. And let's go, Suns.